It was wrong. It was stupid. Why had he ever agreed? He glanced at his watch. Ten past six. They had arranged to meet at a quarter two. Well, that was excuse enough. He swung himself off the wall and headed across the station front. But he hadn't taken more than a couple of steps before another, older boy, appeared out of nowhere, blocking his path. You off then, Matt? The boy asked. I thought you weren't coming. Matt said. Oh, yes. And why did you think that? Because you're 25 minutes late? Because I'm cold? Because you're about as reliable as a local bus? That was what Matt wanted to say, but the words didn't come. He just shrugged. The other boy smiled. His name was Kelvin, and he was 17, tall and scrawny with fair hair, pale skin, and acne. He was dressed expensively in designer jeans and a soft leather jacket. Even when he had been at school, Kelvin had always had the best gear. I got held up, he said. Matt said nothing. You haven't had second thoughts, have you? No. You got nothing to worry about, Matt, mate. It's going to be easy. Charlie told me. Charlie was Kelvin's older brother. Matt had never met him which wasn't surprising. Charlie was in prison, in a young offenders institution just outside Manchester. Kelvin didn't often talk about him, but it was Charlie who had first heard about the warehouse. It was 15 minutes from the station, in an industrial zone, a warehouse stacked with CDs, video games and DVDs. Amazingly, it had no alarm systems and only one security guard, a retired policeman who was half asleep most of the time, with his feet up and his head buried in a newspaper. Charlie knew all this because a friend of his had been in to do some electrical work. According to Charlie, you could break in with a bent paper clip and you could probably walk out with a couple of hundred quids worth of equipment. It was easy, just waiting to be taken. That was why the two of them had arranged to meet here. Matt had agreed to the idea when they were talking about it, but half of him had thought Kelvin wasn't being serious. The two of them had done plenty of things together. Under Kelvin's guidance, they'd stolen stuff from supermarkets, and once they'd driven off in someone's car. But Matt knew this was much worse. This was serious. It was breaking and entering. Burglary. Real crime. Are you sure about this? Matt asked. Sure, I'm sure. What's the problem? If we get caught, we won't. Charlie says they don't even have CCTV. Kelvin rested a foot on the wall. Matt noticed he was wearing a pair of brand new Nikes. He had often wondered how Kelvin could afford his clothes. Now he supposed he knew. Come on, Matt, Kelvin went on. If you're going to be such a wuss, I'm not sure I want to hang out with you. What's the big deal? A look of exasperation had crept into Kelvin's face, and in that moment Matt knew he would have to go. If he didn't, he would lose his only friend. When Matt had first started at St Edmund's Comprehensive in Ipswich, Kelvin had taken him under his wing. There had been kids who thought Matt was weird. Other kids had tried to bully him. Kelvin had helped see them off. And it was useful having Kelvin just a few doors away in Eastfield Terrace where Matt lived with his aunt and her partner. When things were really bad, there was always somewhere to go. 
and he had to admit that it was flattering, hanging out with someone three years older than him. There's no big deal, he said. I'll come. And that was it. The decision had been made. Matt tried to damp down the sense of rising fear. Kelvin slapped him on the back. The two of them set off together. Darkness came very quickly. It was the end of March, but there was little sign of spring. It had rained heavily all month, and the night still seemed to arrive before it was meant to. As they reached the industrial zone, the street lamps flickered on, throwing pools of ugly orange light onto the ground. The area was fenced off with signs warning that this was private property, but the fence was rusty and full of holes, and the only other barrier was the wild grass and thistles that sprouted all around where the tarmac ended. Railway